0: What's going on everybody, this is James Graham, Mass facts voice and this is another episode of the Facts Project. Today, I have to uh, make a confession. I may have contradicted myself uh, from a past podcast where I gave the analogy as to my discussion about the Mortal Kombat movie that pretty much uh, video game adaptations, you have to look at it for what it's worth face value. And in watching those type of movies you have to understand you're probably not going to get the best best product out there and you're more so going there for entertainment value i may have contradicted myself because little did i know and it is, it's weird because like right after the mortal Kombat movie the trailer for season four of castlevania on netflix came and I was like, shit, I'm going to have to like sign my apology letter and everything because I totally forgot. I've been so out of the loop. You know, COVID just takes you out of the loop beyond any boundaries. So you have to understand. You have to you have to understand. That what I'm dealing with here <laughs> is the fact that, OK, I've been watching Castle Vegas since it came out. Uh, and, of course, from the first season, I've been blown away. Absolutely blown away. I mean, who who has it? Really? And little do people know that Castlevania was a video game. A very popular video game for uh, for Nintendo. I think it was a Konami product, if I'm not mistaken. So, Castlevania, Castlevania 2. But the th- let's get get to the to the to the, the cusp of this, the grit of this, and the fact is that this show has been fucking phenomenal from jump Alucard, Trevor Belmont i don't know why i'm fucking forgetting a name uh a cipher I, I believe it's her name um but for them to take on Dracula. And in those type of movements, you know the the battles that they had to go through. Alucard, of course, being his half half son, if you want to put it that half human, half vampire son, and this ultimo, ultimate ultimate daddy son uh, power struggle, going through that first season, realizing how strong Dracula is, the gore and the aesthetics. That make this such a fathomable show. If you're not into. Into like. Uh, if you're not into horror. Don't watch it. If you're not into horror driven animation. Don't watch it. Me. Chef's kiss. God damn it. This shit is so good. And then like the backstories. Because you know. You, you realize. That. And I before before I go any further, you got to realize that I just watched the entire season four kind of in one sitting. I did my whole binge, so I'm kind of like, wait, I got to go back to like season one, two, three. It's not going to work, <laughs> but but I'm like, yo, let me just let me just try to try to do this the best way I can. So like to see Dracula. Get defeated and know this the whole four seasons, regardless of how they've introduced multiple characters that everybody has loved. Hector, Isaac and everything, everything is rooted in Dracula. You know, and it's probably. It's probably the first vampire driven movie where I felt a connection not only from the antagonist Dracula himself but I felt that connection through every piece because because it's the first time that you know when you see uh, Dracula movies you see him having the power of like him hypnosis and through, through that hypnosis you know he has his little like uh, followers so he has his little like uh, minions and everything and his little army that happens there the thing is, Dracula's death caused like a ripple effect to where it was. There was no hypnosis. Like this man was like beloved. Like he taught people things. Like he taught Isaac, you know, to, uh, Isaac and Hector, and they grew up with him. Alucard felt like a bastard stepchild and everything like that. I almost feel like you know he he was a uh, he just felt like he was neglected and he was like, oh, this motherfucker gotta go. I can't. <laughs> you know, if 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 I gotta deal with him, I'm never gonna fucking persevere. I'm not gonna climb no extra steps if this guy's around, so he has to go. And in the beginning, you know, that there's, there's that thing where everybody just sees that link of Alucard to Dracula and they see him as a A threat. You know, the humans see him as a threat. Because, you know, of of all the vampires that you got to realize. You got to realize the scenario that's going on here. You're in a village with no technology whatsoever. So, pretty much, (laughs) pretty much in these villages, you know, your shelter is tense. Uh, You're trying to build society. You're trying to build civilization. Uh, There's no electricity you have torches candlelight and fire as your light so night horrors start to happen everybody's camping everybody like is the, the elite get to stay in the houses and the castles the villagers just stay on the grass which is fucking horrible <sighs> You get to see like basically like the horror that goes into these people because they've been afraid of vampires for years because vampires are such a real thing. Night creatures that are being bred. As an army for Dracula and his minions through Hector and Isaac in the beginning, and then later on, they basically do their own thing. But that whole thing derives from just like that ultimate fear of just being like camping one night and it's it's a whole society of people just like sleep in a tent and then out of nowhere boom vampires come eat up man woman and child going about their business and that pretty much rides out their day (laughs) you know what i'm saying but they, then you get to basically see um, after after Dracula's defeat, Alucard uh, is more so. He almost is at a loss. He's like, "I just killed my father," so he goes in, not not really like in a depression, but he goes into this like period where he's like, "What do I do now?" This motherfucker was top dog. His his minions his his kids have all spread out. And so have I. So we're all pretty much on at a point where we're not even linked at the hip anymore. So what do we do? Like, it's almost like at that moment, like he's kind of lost. And it leads to sort of like these adventures that happen in season two and season three right so you get into these uh you get into these like uh small tales more so with trevor belmont and Cypher, um sypha Bel- belnades or Nods or whatever the hell you want to call her. where of course they're vampire hunters and they have a history and through this history they've been linked of course with the the small inclination of fights that they've had with Alucard before they even got the Dracula before Alucard kind of like joined into the fray to where he was going to defeat his father for the first time. And the banishment of Hector and Isaac, Isaac, God, man, his, for his origin to completion, that shit was dope. Cause you got to remember, you know, Isaac was pretty much like. Think of him as the, like the butler for night creatures. Like he, he pretty much has. Or butler for Dracula. He ha, He's. He's. He pretty much goes at every whim to impress him. Same as Hector. Uh, working out all these experiments, trying to do everything that's right, and you know, Dracula's like uh, courting him along. And, and you get to see the, this vulnerability from Dracula where he's like actually like teaching him or being compassionate towards Isaac. Isaac gets banished, hoping for a day to where there's retribution for his master. Even though like he, he felt that he was scorned at sometimes by Dracula. Same with Hector. Hector joins up with Camilla and the crew like later on in like season three. Season three was probably like the most like torturous sexual type season that they had. But it was more so a setup because you're looking at you're looking at like uh, the fact that they're trying to all have like some type of a power scale drawn to uh drawn to each other. So Camilla's trying to like have her reign. She gets all her sisters together and everything and tries to like like formulate some type of plan. is just in the woods still in Dracula's castle trying to be away from everybody. Doesn't want doesn't want to harm a soul. People keep approaching his house and asking him questions he knows nothing about all the while trevor and cypher are just going on these like rogue ass missions still fighting night creatures fighting very evil human beings who are like killing kids and torturing people um having the ability to uh doing cosmic corridors and all this other shit the show, I mean, it, it, no, I'm trying to like put this together, but the thing is, like, like I said, I just watched all four, uh, all of season four. And season four, in a nutshell, is Alucard pretty much going into hermit style, and Trevor and Cypher are pretty much met up with the fact that they're still trying to, regardless of how they defeated Dracula, they're still trying to defeat as many night creatures as possible, hoping for the impending uh, mission in which uh, they know that a final battle is brewing because there were so many people, so many people out there, um, pretty much like Camilla and her crew, formulating a plan to just form once again and and blow shit up but little did we know that there was like more more ranks up there Isaac has been trying to you notice know, when he got banished from that point where he ended up in a desert he's been fighting his way back and it's it's pretty much been a slow walk for him all the way up to season four season four is, it's like okay I've gotten to the point where I don't even want vampires anymore. What I want is peace. So I got banished and I feel as though in in my heart of hearts that I don't want this shit to continue. So in order for that to happen, Camilla got to go. And man, the climax that happened with Castlevania, Isaac and Camilla's battle was probably the best out of the of the entire series and i say that in i say that uh prematurely because of the last battle that pretty much happened in episode nine it was 10 episodes (sighs) so there was a reconciliation because hector i mean um isaac had thought that Hector had double-crossed him, which in some sorts, he pretty much did. And for Isaac to forgive him was big because Hector was like, I'm dead. I don't know what to do. Isaac's about to walk up in here, and that's pretty much it. And you, you see him forgive him, and he's ultimately talking about, you know, There was a bar that he told Hector where he was like, um, we always like pretty much get told, you know, that we have no future. So therefore, we don't even plan for one. And I want you to think about your future going forth. Beautiful, right? And then goes in there and handles Camilla. He well, he handled him by himself. He had the help of his night creatures, but and th- and that's usually Isaac's mo. But he did his thing, which then led up to this lasting process. Because you saw these like two little like rogue vampires uh, all the while. Everybody, everybody is trying to bring Dracula back from the dead. Everybody. And Trevor and Cypher, of course, ain't having it. Um, Mr. St. Germain is also in on the bring Dracula back bandwagon because he wants his woman back. And he feels as though the only way to do this right is for him to bring Dracula back into this half man, half woman entity that not only Dracula can serve his soul into, but his his woman, Alucard's mother. Can also be a a piece of this. Man, the lead up, episode nine is a beast. Episode nine is episode nine, season four, episode nine is a motherfucking beast. Because when you get down to it, these two little rogue vampires, of course, that have joined into this, uh, in this fray to bring Dracula back, have pretty much, you know, One was very strong and the other one was like, seemed a little docile. Bro. Saint Germain gets his wish. You know, he's pretty much thinking that he's going to bring his wife uh, back, back through the portal or and and in order to do so, he has to bring Dracula and uh, Dracula back from the dead as well as as well as his wife. And the reveal, St. Germain realizes that he's been played this entire time by none other than death himself. Death. And the reveal, because you're thinking it's some rogue vampire the entire time, it turns out to be death. My God, I got Tales from the Hood vibes. I don't know if you if anybody remembers the movie Tales from the Hood, there was the moment where, um, of course, in Tales from the Hood, the the gentleman that ran the funeral home in the mortuary was talking to these three three OGs who had killed a bunch of people, but realized that they were either they were either going to get some drugs or get some uh, get some money and had to be in this uh this little funeral home and everything like that. But by the end of the movie, there was this reveal, right? So he tells them, hey, they call it the shit. And he was like, hey, the shit is in these three coffins. So the, the three guys, each individual one opens up a coffin. And when they open up the coffin, it's themselves inside of the coffin. And they realize that they've been dead the entire time. And then the mortician of this funeral home reveals himself to be the devil and that they've been in hell the entire time like you're dead and you went to hell welcome (laughs) so Saint Germain has almost like this same this same storyline where you know he's uh he's playing into it and he gets the portal open And it's pretty much calling out the Dracula to come on near all and 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 his wife and of course Saint Germain's uh woman, his lost love, who he who he hasn't seen forever is the whole reason why he's opening up this corridor. When that happens, oh man, I don't want to all right. If you're gonna listen to this, you're gonna listen to it. When that happens. That vampire turns into death himself, the Grim Reaper. Because he knows that he thrived when Dracula was at his best. He was fed souls nine motherfucking stop. Death was death was like a buffet. And it, it was consumption, feeding, no hunger, on a everyday basis and he realizes he was like yo if you're gonna bring Dracula back I'm gonna feel so good so good you know this is what I've asked for I want him to murder the world and therefore I will never feel hunger again man when I tell you that reveal the, no the look on St. Germain's face when he was just like what have I done? <laughs> oh my god, man! But um, Alucard Cypher, Trevor Belmont, Trevor Belmont. Let me tell you, this man has fought Alucard Dracula and then only then. Does he feel the only person that's going to be tasked with this mission of bringing down the Grim Reaper himself? Trevor Belmont jumps at the challenge. All this motherfucker got is a chain and some fucking like spikes and shit. And then he goes in there and he gets into this full scale battle with death himself. Sitting there with his fucking uh pointed arc sickle and shit swinging at him. Death is probably about like 40 stories tall at this moment. The fight goes on for like fucking 10 minutes. It ain't no Dragon Ball shit where it lasts for an entire episode, but like this shit goes on for 10 minutes. And I have no idea how Trevor did this shit, (laughs) but he did. (laughs) And everything kind of like shaped itself and like kind of like turned back to normal. And it was like, yo, Trevor's Trevor's a beast. All right? uh if, if anybody's never watched Castlevania, Trevor is a monster <laughs> beyond comparison, bro. <laughs> like Alucard couldn't even come in there and do anything at that moment, man. He was living there. Him and Cypher was probably like doing something else. But kind of like in the first season. The second to last episode, the second to last episode was the climax. And then the last episode was kind of like this, kind of like a forward from a book. You know, you you kind of saw what the future expectations of your heroes were going to be from this day forth. And no, the, the season four, this is it. This is, this is it for Castlevania. So you're not going to get any more of this. So you're looking at it from that, that concept where... It's a rebuilding. There's no, um, well, I can't say there's no night creatures. Isaac and Hector are still out there. You know what I'm saying? Isaac has is felt that you know now's the time to pretty much hang it up and call, call a peace, as well as Hector. Be like you never, you never known if you were even going to have a future. I've never known if I've never go- if I was going to have a future. Let's think of this future. You know, work yourself out, get everything together in peace. And everybody just starts like rebuilding shit. We even thought Trevor was done after that that death battle. (sighs) But I reiterate what I said as far as video game adaptations. Castlevania is it. I I can I can plainly say that. They've done it the best. The fact that they did it um, through an animation vessel. Brought the aesthetics. Brought the gore. The killing and everything like that is, it, I, I guess it's needed for Castlevania. But. It's worth it. I'll tell you that shit. But. Thank you everybody for joining me on another. F- Facts project. This is James Graham. Master Facts voice. Uh, thank you for. Supporting small podcasts, small businesses that are out there just doing exactly what they need to do to get in front of the people for as little bit of time as they have and doing a great job at it. So I appreciate everybody being here. Facts Project. We are out.